Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about influenza or flu. And if you want to follow along with written notes on this topic, you can follow along at zerotofinals.com slash influenza or in the infectious diseases section of the Zero to Finals medicine book. But let's get straight into it. The influenza virus is an RNA virus and there are three types, A, B and C of which A and B are the most common. The A type has different H and N subtypes. Examples of different A type strains are H1N1, which you might know as swine flu, and H5N1, which you might know as avian flu. Outbreaks of influenza typically occur during winter, so we call this flu season, and they particularly affect people who suffer with chest problems such as COPD, or asthma. There is a flu vaccination and every year the vaccine is changed to target multiple strains of influenza that are most likely to cause flu that year. So it needs to be given yearly to keep the person protected from developing flu. And there's a bit of a guessing game before the flu season to decide which flu virus is most likely to cause problems that year. The flu vaccine is given free on the NHS to people who are at higher risk of developing flu or flu-related complications. So these are people who are 65 and over, young children, pregnant women, chronic health conditions such as asthma, COPD, heart failure or diabetes, and healthcare workers and carers who might pick up the flu from patients and spread them to other people. So how do patients with Influenza present. Well, typical features are fever, chorizal symptoms, so runny, snotty nose, sneezing, that sort of thing, lethargy and fatigue, anorexia, which essentially means loss of appetite, muscle and joint aches, headaches, dry cough, sore throat, and generally feeling very under the weather. So, how do we establish a diagnosis? How do we know if someone definitely has flu? Well, first thing to say is that treatment is usually started based on the history, the risk factors and the clinical presentation, and also knowledge in the local environment about how many cases of flu are going around. The way to test for flu is to do viral nasal or throat swabs, which can be sent to a local virology lab for polymerase chain reaction or PCR testing. And this will confirm the diagnosis and also provide data to public health so that they can monitor the number of cases of influenza and where they're occurring around the country. So how do you manage patients who have influenza? Well, first thing to say is that public health monitor the number of cases of flu and provide guidance on when there is enough flu in a certain area to justify starting treatment for patients who have symptoms of suspected flu. Healthy patients that are not at risk of complications do not need treatment with antiviral medications. The infection will resolve with self-care measures such as adequate fluid intake and taking plenty of rest. There are two options for treatment in patients who are at risk of complications from influenza. Those two options are oral oseltamivir, which you might know as Tamiflu, at 75 milligrams twice a day for five days, or inhaled Zanamivir at 10 milligrams twice a day for five days. 
and treatment with these medications needs to be started within 48 hours of the onset of symptoms for it to be effective. Post-exposure prophylaxis can be given to higher-risk patients, such as those with chronic diseases or immunosuppression, within 48 hours of close contact with a known case of influenza, and the aim of this is to minimise the risk of developing flu or complications. So an example of when this might happen is if you're in a nursing home and there's a couple of cases of confirmed flu and you want to give prophylaxis to all the other patients in the nursing home who are at risk of developing flu and developing complications. So the medications or the options that are used for post-exposure prophylaxis are oral oseltamivir at 75 milligrams once a day for 10 days or inhaled zanamivir at 10 milligrams once a day for 10 days. So treatment is with these medications twice a day for 5 days and prophylaxis is with them once a day for 10 days. So we talked a lot about complications. What are those complications? It can spread into different areas in the head and cause otitis media or inner ear infections. It can spread to the sinuses and cause sinusitis or it can spread down to the airways in the lungs and cause bronchitis. Patients can develop viral pneumonia and when they have infections with viruses affecting the lungs it makes a good environment for bacteria to get in so you can get secondary bacterial pneumonia. It can also cause worsening of chronic health conditions such as COPD or heart failure and these patients are quite vulnerable to start with so a small hit from the flu virus can tip them into becoming very unwell. In young children, when they develop high fevers, they can develop febrile convulsions and it can even spread into the brain and cause encephalitis. Thanks for listening to this podcast episode on influenza. If you found it helpful, check out the other episodes and if you want written notes on this topic and all the other episode topics, head over to Amazon and pick up a copy of the Zero to Finals Medicine book. It's got detailed and concise notes on 10 specialties in medicine and it's specifically designed to help you get through your exams. It's got all the key facts collected into one place, along with guidelines and key Tom tips that will help you to get the most out of your revision and pass those exams that can be so difficult to get through. If you don't fancy picking up a copy of the book, you can find all the notes, as well as videos, illustrations, questions, and more completely free on the Zero to Finals website without having to sign up or put your email address in or anything at zerodefinals.com and I hope you tune in for the next episode which will be on gastroenteritis.